Hi therapists, welcome to another episode of Minding My Own Jamaican Business. Yesterday was International Women's Day. How did you spend it, therapists? How have you been doing? How are you? Have you been unpacking your feelings? Have you been sharing with others? Have you been expressing yourself? Don't keep stuff bottled in, therapists. Let's always remember to express ourselves and share how we feel. So what did you do for International Women's Day? Did you do the obligatory um, Facebook posts or Instagram posts? Or did you post a quote on Twitter? How did you spend your International Women's Day? I spent it remembering all the strong women in my life and applauding them because it helped to mold me into the woman I have become. I want to talk tonight about virago. I've always liked that word, virago. I don't know if it's only a word in my culture. Um, I suppose if I took the time to look it up in the in the dictionary, I'd find it. Um, Virago. Usually, it means a vulgar, loud woman. It normally has a negative connotation, but. I have never felt negative feelings towards this word Virago. I've always felt a sense of empowerment. I know it's weird, <laughs> empowerment, but yes, I do when I hear the word Virago because why is a woman who has something to say? Why is a woman who is expressing herself? Anointed with that word, virago, the woman who's demure and quiet and sheepish is, oh, she's a lady. But the woman who is loud, the woman who is expressing herself at the top of her voice is labeled a virago. I think if I had to choose between the two therapists, do I want to be... A quiet, mild, and demure lady? Or do I want to be expressive? Do I want to say how I feel? Express my thoughts? Do I want to be a virago? Yes. Goodness me, it's who I aspire to be. A woman unafraid of speaking. My peace. You know, growing up, I had a front seat to seeing some of the most hardworking, dedicated, strong women. And each of them that I observed growing up, I learned something from, you know, I grew up in Kingston, 
as I tell you every time I tell you a story, I grew up in Kingston. I grew up in the 80s, so my Kingston looks nothing. The Kingston I grew up in looks nothing like Kingston today. I grew up in a Kingston of <laughs> phone boxes, first of all. <laughs> I grew up in a Kingston of letter writing. I grew up in a time of take this message down the road for me and wait to bring back a message to me. That's the time I grew up in. A pre-internet, pre-cell phone world where sometimes if you wanted to say something to your neighbor, you had to yell it across the fence. And they would yell back and say you had this interesting conversation being yelled across the fence and everybody being privy to what you had to say because you're outside and you're yelling. <laughs> That's the Kingston I grew up in. And the woman I saw, you had your hustlers, your higlers, as they call them. A lot of higlers where I grew up. A higler is an entrepreneur. When I was growing up, it didn't, it didn't, translators that somebody was a higgler they were they were quote unquote buying and selling they were you know they were self employed and they were making money by selling goods but growing up nobody really said to me hey this person is a a, a small business owner this person is an entrepreneur the word higla was thrown around and it was thrown around so carelessly. It was thrown around without the weight with which that the position holds because someone who is buying and selling is creating networks. This person is creating job opportunities because many higlas would have someone you know, working for and with them. So I didn't really understand the gravity of of what those women were doing when they would book a flight to Curacao and buy goods over there and come back to Jamaica and sell them. I didn't understand the, the, the weight of the position that they held because people just say, oh, she's a higgler. And it made it seem as if a higgler's job was the lowest job in the world. When really, these women were strong businesswomen. They were entrepreneurs. They were self-employed. They were creating industry in the community. And they were creating jobs for other people, you know. So I grew up with a lot of higglers around me. They were always traveling, bringing things back. You know, um, making money on their own, making a profit, turning a profit, and building their own little empires, you know. 
many of those higlers who would travel to Curacao, come back and sell goods in Jamaica, you know, became homeowners out of, of, of their business, you know, and, and started to create generational wealth. But as a child, I didn't know that. I would just hear the word higler, and you just get this image in your head, you know, one of those viragos peddling their goods downtown. But now I know better. Now I know that those Higlers were smart businesswomen, you know, creating their own wealth. Another type of woman that I observed growing up was a devout and sincere church sister. <laughs> that one was my favorite, the church sister. Always praying for somebody or say that she's praying for somebody. You know, always praying for someone, always headed to church. And she had a she had a uniform, for want of a better word. You know. She had that long, long jean skirt and those white socks and the you know the white sneakers and she had you know, she had that beret on her head. You know, and she had that that handbag, you know, she had that big King James Bible with the the words of Jesus printed in red. She had that, you know, she had that. Yeah, she had that. She had a handkerchief to, you know, to dry, dry her face as she prayed, you know, in fervent and sincere words, you know. She had that, you know. And she also had a persona outside a church, you know. Had that persona outside a church, that self-righteousness that she would take around with her and she'd use it to judge other people and she'd use it to minimize other people's experiences and she'd put herself above everyone else because she had a special relationship with God. There were so many devout church sisters in my community when I was growing up. So many. Another strong woman, strong woman rather, that I observed. I observed the single mothers. Therapists, there were quite a lot of single mothers when I was growing up. It was the 80s. It was, you know, it was a time of a little bit more freedom, I want to say. And, and I want to preface that by saying that Jamaica in the 50s and the 60s shunned the idea of children being born out of wedlock. That was a no-go, that was a non-starter. 
And there was a big thing because if a child was born outside of wedlock, they were automatically labeled as bastards. They used that word, bastards, to describe a child born out of wedlock. The 70s now, things loosened up a bit, you know, because, you know, uh, a decade had gone since our independence and we were coming into our own, stepping away from some of the colonial British laws and kind of doing our own thing. So the 70s, we loosened up a bit. And then we had a prime minister, Michael Manley, who made an infamous speech talking about no more bastards and saying that the name bastard should be cast into the garbage and not revisited because children were children, whether they were born in wedlock or out of wedlock. You know? So, yeah. 70s people loosened up a bit and by the 80s we were kind of you know footloose and fancy free you know with we weren't so much chained to the idea that people had to be married to to have kids so by the 80s there were a lot of single parent family mostly women you know trying to raise a child or children on her own and I saw a lot of those women growing up. Saw a lot of them doing their best to give their children their very best. You know? And sometimes the Higla, the third sister, and the single mother would all be wrapped up into one person, you know? Would all be wrapped up into one person trying to do her best for her kids, you know? She had her own business buying and selling. She was dedicated to the church, so she dragged them there with her every time she went. And then she also raised them as best as she could. You know, all the women in my life left an impact. There are things I do today that I do out of observance of what they did or what they said or how they handled the problem. You know? So on this International Women's Day, I remembered all of those strong women and how their influence, how the way they lived their life has influenced the way I live my life today. And I'm grateful I had a chance to observe them, you know. I'm glad I was able to have a front seat to see these women create something beautiful. So, the day after International Women's Day, I just wanted to remember them 
Vyrega queens who did their best for their families. Thank you for listening. This is short and spicy tonight. <laughs> Thank you for listening to another episode of Minding My Own Jamaican Business.